We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Do you run far? Yeah. Oh yeah, I run for about an hour uphill down here. I don't time this, I don't want them silly watches. Right. I don't listen to music. Get away, I just run. Just like Forrest Gump, but cooler looking. <laughs> Stretch is way overrated. Did you know World War One, World War Two, all those guys that fought in that war? Right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit up, climb the rope and ran. But none of this fancy shit. Okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about fucking stretching? Are you kidding me? Huh? Well, let me see. Give me my rubber band so I can stretch to run across that fucking beach. You gotta be kidding me. They're going for silver, they're going for bronze. John Tracy is 100 meters to go. In the past, Ireland have won bronze medals. John Caldwell, Freddie Gilroy, Sack Byrne, Jim McCourtney Russell. They've won gold. Pato Callahan twice. Bob Tessel, Ron Delaney. They've won silver for John McNally. Fred Pete, Wilkinson, Wilkinson, and for the 13th time, an Irish medal goes to John Tracy. The crowd stands with the Irishman from Villiers Town and Waterford. The little man with a great heart. Oi, oi. Hello. Can you hear, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we give it a bit of one, two, one, two, will you? How are you? All good, man, yeah. Can you see my camera all right? Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's all right, yeah, yeah. Because it's, um, it's terrible internet now out here in the countryside. <laughs> you're, you're in the sticks, are you? Yeah, we're in the uh, the black spot of, of internet access out here. It's not great. You're obviously in um, County Low. Mm, yeah, right out in the middle of it. Doing nothing. So, how do you record? Are you recording this like now? Yeah, then I, I edit it all. Then I'll chop it up. Oh, brilliant! Too. That's alright. If it records, I recorded two hours last night and it just vanished. Fuck me, man! Better not happen to us. This is going to be was, magic. I was so angry. Yeah, I'd say I was Cormac. Was it Cormac Kelly? I hadn't spoken to him in three years, so like we spoke about loads of things. Flipping hell! Is this on the listening party series or is it a different one? Fuck knows. Just whatever, yeah. Whatever's going. Depends what we talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose it does. The I'm back in the running buzz, though. So I see, I see that. Yeah, I'm very much back on the running buzz. So I wouldn't mind a bit. How does that happen? Time. How does that? How does that switch? Um, get switched. Just taking the watch off, mainly, really. Um, for the easy stuff, relaxing a bit because we were only doing two sessions a week there for a while. So, um, kind of makes it a lot chiller. So you know yourself, you don't want to be kind of. At a hundred percent every day of the week, especially so, now because there's nothing really to um. There's so much uncertainty that you can't really plan for anything. Mm, exactly. Yeah, just enjoy it. It's always nice meeting up with the lads and all. Anyway, isn't it? Yeah, true. Me and Cormac were talking about that. Like when it's a social element, you just do it for that reason, really. Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's enough, and then you kind of get fit as a byproduct of it. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. There was a few weeks there. All I was doing was um. It's gone. Some of the lads in Dunleer, we just go for a mountain run. Um, I treat that as a hard day, you know, whatever session with some of the lads in Dublin. Then there's another hard day. That was it, really. Just doing a few jogs in between. So um, how how was the lockdown in your in your place? It's all right. Like now or beforehand? Um, beforehand, like when it was lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, it was heavy, man. Yeah, it took a bit of getting used to. I think I was lucky though. I was working the whole time. Um, on the on the computer, so it's all right. But I'd say just, just doing if you didn't have work. no, I the college work kind of done nearly by the time um, the lockdown came around. It was near the end of the semester, wasn't it? So I would have only had eight weeks for that module I was doing, and then I had one exam, which was it was easy enough. Now, in fairness, like they went, uh, they were nice to us. Um, it was online and stuff, and. Then that I've that job in DCU doing analysis stuff. So grand, happy so enough. You're just doing walking. three or four hours a day, like yeah. That gets yeah. busy. But I'd imagine if you weren't working, you'd crack. You wouldn't have venting to be done. Kind of yeah. need uh, a bit of focus. Did you notice a load of people going on the drink renting? Yeah, me in particular. Yeah, I'd say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fond of it anyway? Yeah, I found it was just just a past time. I was like, sure, may as well, because I was so bored. Just at home on my own. Seemed to be a few lads on that buzz. Um, and it kind of gets a bit earlier in the day and stuff. And you'd be getting the Snapchats like two or three o'clock in the middle of the day. People are opening cans. <laughs> like obviously it's not really an issue unless it's an issue. <laughs> but like, it's not good for your general yeah. health to not. 
Yeah, you can take it too far, I suppose, can't you? Not cool for the head either when you're getting out of whack so much. Yeah, my excuse was I have enough good habits to offset that bad habit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a good way of looking at it. I'm going to start justifying all my bad habits now. At least you're drinking the water there. Yeah, I have a, I have a birthday on Sunday, so I better... Very good, back. yeah. It was you didn't see me. the thing with, Sorry, with, go on. Uh, did you see the thing with Zac Efron on Netflix? He's like traveling around. I heard, yeah, I watched I watched a bit of the first episode and then I heard like that about his old diet that it was just completely unsustainable. And there was uh, an episode where they went in depth about water and stuff and why you should be drinking all the, the water from springs and all this sort of stuff. So uh, I'd be looking out for any of this filtered water. Don't be touching that now why? anymore. Because it's just nothing in it. All the minerals and stuff you get from like uh, natural water seems real good for you. Now it could have been a bit of hogwash or whatever I don't know what the word would be for it but so no one that stuff gets into your head like what water do you buy? I don't buy it really our well is full of stuff couldn't tell you what's in it but it's uh, what they'd probably call hard water wouldn't be it'd be loads of minerals in it along with some E. coli and stuff along with probably a bit or long hard so it's in you... the water that's what makes it run fast yeah can't with that one now <laughs> uh, so during the lockdown, so you were just um, to take up any new hobbies? Um, I started drawing for like an hour one day. I uh, got notions and then that was the end of it really though. Um, you kind of, do you know when you start to take to it quickly, it'd be straight away all right to be drawn like Picasso or something and then didn't really get the buzz of it then when it wasn't that good. So that was yeah, the end of that. I had a notion about learning guitar again and then I still have the patience for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to get over that barrier, don't you, of uh, being bad at it, and then once you kind of see a little bit of improvement, it's like anything. Then you stick to it. But um, really, the biggest thing I've taken up is Fortnite, man. Oh no! I'm not messing. I got a PS4 there like the week before lockdown because they heard we we're closing up shop, like, and just been playing Fortnite the whole time. Have you Actually, got it? During lock during lockdown, I said, um, "Thank God, I gave away my PS4 last year because." I would be on a serious FIFA buzz. Oh, I'd say, yeah. Career mode, non-stop. It's good for the head, though, if you do an hour even once or twice a week. A little moderation. Maybe. I it's like good, it now. It's a good time yeah. killer. It's a great time killer. Absolutely, yeah. There was a week or two there I was uh, on career mode with on FIFA. I decided to try and get Dundalk to win the Champions League. And uh, I don't think I actually quite made it. I might have got to quarterfinals or something. But yeah, not bad for a little Irish team. Yeah, I used to do that with like bring a League 2 team all the way to the Premier League. Yeah, you'd love it then. Yeah. Are you trying for the beer uh, mode? Um, not doing a lot of beer drinking. I had Wednesday, but I think before that... Yeah, there wasn't a huge amount. I was at a 21st, actually, and uh, they're telling me if you swirl the bottle around, it's like a tornado and shoots down your throat. But I don't I don't think I can open my throat up like that for <laughs> the beer to just fly down. I'll definitely get sick. That's their practicing. Because I was saying to you that I thought I could break five, wasn't I? Yeah, I, it doesn't seem likely now. Once I started drinking the beers. If you are to break five, you'd have to be down on them in less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Because the running bit's the easy bit, isn't it? 65s, and then you try and you try and run, you down the uh, drink, sorry, in, in 10 seconds. It's still hard because you've all the carbonation in your stomach and it's like you want to get sick. The whole time, yeah. Did you get, did you get sick afterwards last year? No, I've never got sick. Mm. It'd be Some rare enough do. I'd get sick now, but... Like, I've never got sick from running up. in general, so... But, um, yeah. Some people be interesting do. to see. Like Pierre was what ten minutes or nine minutes last year, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he did it. He did it himself in Phoenix Park a few months ago. He was nine fifty-seven. Brilliant. Yeah. No. I see. I was very confident until I heard that, and then um, I'd say I probably wouldn't be much better. Then it's hard to know, though. Yeah, you don't know until you do it. Yeah. But um, no, down. Even it's what it's nearly a liter and a half, probably mil total in yeah. the space of five minutes that's difficult it's fucking hard it's not easy yeah i think your man Corey bellamore is huge isn't he like he's a unit of a fella that's why i think killian carman's gonna win it yeah you could see that all right is he the biggest in the field uh well kieran kelly won it last year in 527 and i saw him down in a drink there on instagram seems yeah. to be practicing point of beamish what about the dooney boys they love the craft beers don't they yeah it's hard to know it's hard. It's hard to know if you haven't done one. Neither of them, neither of them, have done it before. Yeah, and they kind of they strike me as slow drinkers as well. They like to enjoy it. Can't be doing that. But in see, the see, 
See, they're more distance boys like Kieran Kelly and Carwin would be quicker over the four by because it's basically a four by four hundred. Because you've yeah, would you rattle out the first one? Would you go really fast? Yeah, I know last year, yeah, they all took off. Okay, yeah. I can't it's remember what my splits were a couple of years ago. Because I, I, I have a fear of going too fast now, like like really hammering the first one and then just puking up the first drink. <laughs> it's funny because like during it, you don't think about it, but then once you've stopped, it just hits you straight away and then you're just, it's like you're on drugs. Yeah. You get so high. Probably the lack of oxygen and all to your brain as well, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah, the alcohol just hits you all of a sudden. Yeah. It's good crap. I'm trying to think out of out of our training group, who'd be good at it? Would Paul Rob do it, no? Uh, I don't know. I haven't actually said it to him. I must say it to him and see. But uh, I don't think there's any... Like, when we were out on Wednesday, I think the most anyone probably had was about six points. Um, so, like, fail. Faye wouldn't be great at it now. Dara yeah. maybe. Dara Finn might be the man. Yeah, he's he's big lad. Yeah, I think he might win out of all of us. Oh, Rahini's team is sick. To... Is it? You've the two Doonies. Was it two boys, two girls? No, anyone. Oh, right, okay. You've the two Doonies, Kieran Kelly, Killian Carver and Brian Faye. Mm, yeah, it's a good team, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, uh, we've got two from Loud. I was trying to see if I could fit myself into a team. We've only got two Louds boys at the minute, don't we? Yourself and your mate, Ty Donnelly. Ty, yeah. Ty could horse through, I'd say. He'd probably he run looks, a good beer mile. He looks like a bit of a beer, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd be good, man. He's a good runner as well. Yeah, it's down to 3K. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. He's only what he would have done his leaving cert there in July or June or whenever it was. Only it was cancelled. You'd find, you'd find two others that'll do, um, that'll do a 4x4 four four with you. Is this after the mile, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'll be in a bath. That'd be great. That'd be us done drinking for the night then, surely. Not at all. After party, man. My God, I might need to nap for a bit or something. What do you think? Will Eurocross go ahead? Oh, it's a funny one. I can't... Oh, I don't know. What do you think? It's hard to know, wasn't there? It's spiking paces yesterday, 80 or something. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it'd be difficult. It depends on if there's a... There's good protocols and stuff in place. I suppose you could bring people over to... Well, like, um, just- do the athletes have to come in two weeks in advance then in quarantine? Mm, yeah, I wouldn't think so. You couldn't do that. Most people no. have jobs. It's not as if even even the best guys aren't professionals. Well, maybe some of them, but a huge amount won't be pros. They can't be taking two weeks off work. Yeah, fuck knows. Will we have a cross-country season at all? Yeah, it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I'd be happy enough. Like all the, um, all the national cross-country events are down as scheduled, but then all the Munster events are looking like they're not going to happen. Uh, yeah, it'd be a short season. How many races do you usually do? Four or five anyway, isn't it? You have, you have the Munster Novice, the Munster Senior, the All-Ireland, the All-Ireland Novice. You have four. Four. Do you do the counties, no? Then you have the Clare Senior. Yeah, five races, yeah. Yeah, I genuinely, generally only do two. I do the county and the national senior. I'd leave it at that then. Well, depending on Eurocross, obviously, hopefully. Yeah. Two would be enough now for me. Probably three be nationals in Eurocross this year. Yeah, probably better to have it in, to have it next year because will spectators even be allowed to go if it's, if it's going on this year? True, yeah. Yeah. Be a great course for spectators. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you can pretty much see the whole thing. Like Nationals are in Sanctuary, though. That's, that's good. Mm. I don't think I've ran a nationals in Sanctuary before. I did. Surely it'd be, it'd be decent. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Wasn't there school stuff there for a while? Yeah, the uh, indoors is where it's at though. As long as uh, we get back going for indoors, I think everyone will be happy enough. It'll be a long winter. Yeah, it would I suppose. Yeah, true. Uh, do you see about the shoes can't uh, use on the track anymore? Is that an Irish athletics rule or is that like a global rule? I think it's global. I saw that race for Belfast. The email that people are allowed to wear them today, um, because they haven't got clarification from whoever yet, but. Probably soon enough, they'll probably enforce it. Dead right. Yeah, you'd be delighted with that, yeah. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, I remember over at Euros, there when it was the under-23s, this last summer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was last summer I was over there. And most of the lads at the time were wearing them. Yeah. I remember that I raced against. That was the 10K, like. Um, I remember at the time thinking they were mad, like, not wearing spikes. It, it is meant to be better than spikes, though. Over 10K, definitely, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, like I was t- getting six k and my calves being bit. Then, you just uh, you just can't compare times anymore. It's so disillusioning. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, 
I'd be afraid to get these dragonfly spikes in case he got whipped by someone. And they were like, yeah, he was wearing them dragonflies and they still whipped them. <laughs> you can't, wouldn't it? I think uh, I might stick to my victories. 100%. Purist, man. Be a purist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why track's always king. Like the road races and stuff, you don't know if it's down, no, you don't sure it. You don't know what's going on, but track is a track, except for Boston yeah. Indoor. That's short. Is it? No, it's not. It runs fast there. We just slag Andrew Coscrum for it. Oh, so, yeah. It's short. Right, yeah. Um, so fast, how was how was the race in mind last week? Was it was it bad conditions? Oh man, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So we we were down. I took three or four of the guys in the car with me, and uh, we we're looking at Google Maps and we're kind of going into the back arson hour in the countryside. Suddenly it's like a kilometre away and we're like, ah, surely we put the location in here. You see a load of cow sheds and stuff, a load of cows and fields, and then suddenly the track's there. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Four lanes, a few races. Phelan's good on the commentary, so you know that yourself probably from hearing them before. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a good setup. I had a few of the lads over, like, with a few beers and just watched the races. It was, it was good crap. That was brilliant, man. Even, uh, there was no bullshit renting. There was no, like, do you know the way usually there's all the call rooms and everything acts as if it's super official and stuff? Yeah. Um, but no, we just went out. We were allowed to do a few strides in the track and then, uh, yeah, and then went for it. It's a pity Sean didn't break four, wasn't it? Like, he was yeah. so close. I thought they'd all go under four. Yeah, so right now they're they're all well sub four shape. It was windy and it was, there was a wind farm out the back of the track, like so it must be a notoriously windy spot. But uh, ah, it doesn't even matter though, really. I suppose it got, it gave people a bit of excitement, gave yeah. us a bit of excitement anyway as as a group. Um, hundred percent. That's my idea for next year's beer mile. Is have like a mile at the end of the night with the whole crowd yeah. beared up and say yeah, get that yeah. get get them same boys out. Could you imagine like music going and the crowd all beard up trying to run to Oh support? man, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be, it'd be absolutely electric. unreal. Yeah. It'd, be ele- it'd be electric. Yeah. And we need more miles as well because they're very difficult to get into. Yeah. Half the thing about uh, the sub four is nearly how, like, if you're lucky enough to even get into a mile race. Um, like, you know, a, a few, I've heard of a good few lads have been trying and trying to get into mile races, but the few and far between and then yeah, I suppose the Martin Mile is the big one and then it's hard to get into that yeah it is hard especially when they want to bring in like 345 Americans and stuff instead of uh, Irish lads yeah, I know they would have led Mulcair in the year he ran 404 yeah no that was that was kind of mad he was what 346 as a junior they should have um, not bad mouth and Martin obviously great racing on um, put on a good mile the whole time but uh, yeah no it's not it's not just Morton either it's any of them um, they like to get the internationals in but I suppose uh, it probably uh, probably draws a crowd like even mm. if even if parents and stuff are just spectators here that there's a load of Americans in the field they kind of assume that's good um, but I don't know if it always be the case like we showed mine really if you just set up a couple of Irish lads there's good atmosphere. The locals really got behind Sean, obviously, because he's from Tipperary. And uh, everyone's just excited. Like, no harm to some of the bigger meets, but no one cares if an American comes over and wins a mile. I don't care myself, like, and I'm mad into the running. I'd yeah. rather see one of the Irish sides down it. They should focus on building up the atmosphere instead of paying out for foreign athletes. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's like the money doesn't even matter, really, does it, for the running? Like, no one's in it for the, the money of it. Not here, yeah. No. Sure, you do something else. If you wanted money, you'd play football or something. Okay. So we're going to your uh, your running background. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so how far you're... back do you want to go? Uh, we'll, we'll just go back to your, your Dunleer and then your school was... The Marist. The Marist. So we'll, we'll yeah. just go from senior, boy, senior boys 800. Though. Would that be your uh, highlight of your school career? I'll tell you what. I didn't even want to do it. I remember back at that stage, all I wanted was go to America um, for college. And I was convinced, well, I can't remember. It probably it was probably my coach, Finton, at the time that told me, like, if you win the school's 800, like, you'll get to America, like, you'll get to a college. So that was kind of my uh, focus in training for that. Um, yeah, he did a great job, in fairness, I think, that day. 
well, not even that day in the months leading up to it. Um, he had me convinced if you can run like a 25 second last 200, you'll win any schools race. So um, we would have worked on a lot of like 300 meter reps and stuff. And I think it probably wasn't far off 25. I know the Leinsters anyway were about 25 for the last 200. Um, it's paid, there's no video of that race. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's probably my hundred ever. And I look, it's nice to have that title though. What, so what did, what, what, what did it mean to you at the time? The context of, uh, in the context of wanting to go to America, being oh, convinced yeah. that that was how it was done, then it meant a lot, I suppose, because I was kind of like, right, that's me now. So I'll be on the plane now in September. So, but so, so why didn't why didn't you go to America? Didn't get any proper offers, really. I suppose looking back, they they'd uh, rather someone who's a little more versatile um, have a bit of cross country in them and stuff. I would go to cross country at the time, so um, it's probably fair enough. I'm very happy now that I didn't go because obviously Phelan kicked off the Dublin Track Club stuff, so it worked out really well. So why did why did you pick DCU? Um, it wasn't anything to do with running. Now that I went there, um, I think it was just that I knew a few guys around and stuff. So then you're in house fourteen and coach yeah. Fint- Fintan was still coaching you. Um, so what, what what why did you? Head off to DTC then, or how did that come about? Um, it was just I was trying on my own. I'd be down on the track on whatever night it was. And I remember there was one of the days that uh, I think I had five by a K from Fintan to do. And lads were doing Ks anyway, so I hopped in a session. And uh, then we just kind of slowly just moved into the group. And um, it wasn't a, a, a case of like, this is better training or anything. Or, you know, or it wasn't like that. The training I was doing wasn't good or anything. It was just there was a group, you know, it was improved at a group. Like. So uh, I think Fintan probably wanted that as well anyway for me to have a group. So it worked out really well. I think I got one race that summer that went well. It was a 3K. Um, it was was it was down Dublin graded. I didn't race too much that summer. I think I only raced two or three times. It was a Dublin graded uh, in what, May? In May. Yeah, it would have been about around the 8.20 mark maybe. So it was kind of like, well, training with the groups obviously working. Um, pretty sure. It was Greystones maybe no, it was, 50. It was, it was a Dublin graded. Yeah, but I had a figure as well. Um, yeah, I remember that time it was because um, we, we were doing the coaching course that time. We were, yeah. So yeah. you had ran to Dublin grade on what, the Wednesday of that and then Greystones was like the Saturday. Yeah, I forgot about that coaching course and all, yeah. If anyone wants to hire me as a coach, <laughs> I'm qualified, as he's, is Liam. He's the same qualifications as David Mack and he's, he's a top coach now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. He got lads to the Euros, so why can't we? So then, um, yeah, myself and Cormac were talking about that, you know, like... Um, the culture of America where you're like the college you're in you're always training together and then the likes of DCU and probably all Irish colleges you're in house 14 and there's loads of distance lads and no one's training together yeah um, I think even since me and you started college what four years ago it's cha- changed a bit yeah. it seems to be a little more um, a little more going towards the groups but like but everyone just kept their coaches from home like no one um, yeah it. yeah <laughs> don't know is it is it an ego more coaches or not maybe because like for, um, for everybody say, using their philosophy so much say for the 400s now like when you go to dcu like it's, it's kind of accepted that you just leave your coach and join your lines group and like, yeah, they i all... think there is another group though okay there's two isn't there yeah okay there i is, think yeah. for the most part they do go to jeremy lyons yeah but i think i think phelan now is doing that in the distance side of things mm. Still a few groups. I mean, there's Joe Ryan's uh, lads are all doing well. Um, Kyle Doyle would have stayed with Clonliffe because I'm pretty sure they have to anyway to, uh, to run for the club. I'm pretty sure they have to uh, train with them. And then, so there's those two groups. And then I don't think we have any of the Cork Waterford lads up in DCU. The main two groups in DCU would be uh, Balaam and Joe Ryan's. Yeah. Yeah. And probably polar opposites in terms of training, maybe. Which is interesting to see the same thing. So what um what does Phelan do that kind of um um how would I put this like what was different what with his approach to like what you used to do before? Um well what I was doing before was was geared towards the eight hundred. So I suppose it would have been a little more emphasis on, on track work and speed. Um and then obviously as I as I got into college I my aim was more towards fifteen and maybe five K. 
Um, so we do a, with Phelan we do a lot of work on strength and aerobic running um, and then maybe coming into the races we'll start gearing in towards the faster stuff but there is a hev- heavy he- emphasis on aerobic training which is uh, I think very much so so I got a good kick off that now um, once I started doing like 15s and 5k's more so um, but I think even Phelan himself would say that is the foundation of the of the training is just even as he would say traveling speed stuff over distances you're just year on year improving that improving aerobic fitness um and you kind of have a long-term improvement then um, you can kind of see how it works anyway you're always working on your strength and um you're kind of running the whole time so you're not getting you're not getting any huge spikes in in uh, in load so you're probably a little less injury prone if you're sticking to his plans properly obviously some of us go on to drink every so often and get ourselves injured but for the most part when we listen it works generally yeah so um your first cap for ireland was cross country in what year 20 2018 winter yeah um how was yeah. that um so getting the irish single was that underwhelming or overwhelming or everything you expected overwhelming very much overwhelming yeah um especially over cross like i never would have been a, a great cross country runner i think um well in school i'd probably had a bit of um talent but the best best i ever had was i won a leinster's i think um which was huge for me in school but then obviously you're getting to a national level and i think maybe i was 12th that year over cross at nationals like including the seniors and all but i knew leading up like some of the sessions that we were doing around October, November, like my aerobic endurance had just gotten so much better to the point that I could have a bad day and still probably have come out in top 15, top 20 in national cross. Um, so like an example, like just a quick example would have been like, we do eight by a K a lot off a minute. Um, and there was one of the days, I think I was probably on my own for the session and averaged close to 250, like I'm talking probably 252 average and feeling great at the end of it. And I was just thinking like, have to make your own cross surely now. Yeah. Um, then my one mistake probably of that entire winter was going out pretty heavy the night after national cross and uh, caught a chest infection for Eurocross, which kind of scuttered things a little bit but look we kind of learned from that first track international then was the 10k that was tough that that was really tough um because you've got jimmy gressier in there you've got is it mohammed mohammed from gb you've got a load of those guys even barry Keane, uh the other irish guy in it like these guys are way way more uh strong aerobically than than i am and you're racing against them and it's daylight between you can hang on for a 1500 you can hang on for an 800 but the 10k you just get rattled a bit um, so it was great to be there though but I was watching the 1500 final and I was thinking I would much rather be in that looked uh, a lot more like my sort of thing yeah but just from a mentality point like if you like finally get an Irish single was it like oh this is everything I've wanted and more or is this kind of oh this is, isn't what I expected and just have to move on um, straight away I think I was like when can I do this again okay. uh, for any event like it's I think the track was even better than it, to be honest the, the cross country was kind of a little more relaxed um, but yeah it's it's unbelievable like it's it's all it's kind of talked up to be um, I thought anyway I know some guys are, are kind of have it overhyped nearly before going into them. They're kind of disappointed, but not exactly what I imagined. You had the, the classic Instagram, uh, hungry for more back next year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was back next year. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't age well, did it? I love that. Every Irish, uh, you were across all the juniors and 23s of that Instagram caption. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hung- hungry for more. See Today didn't go well, but I'll be back next year. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. At least most of them go back next year. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah, it, it would have been great making that Euro indoors after that. Um, I remember I got plagued with injuries after Eurocross that year. Um, just like overtraining myself, like hammering easy runs and stuff. And because I really, really wanted to make Euro indoors. Um, but yeah, learned a lot. Probably learned a lot from messing up the whole time. Fail better, is that what they say? Fail better is right, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Nelson running you want to um, discuss? Probably changes in perspective due to lockdown. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, very much so. What are your, um, what are your thoughts on that? Just chilling out. Like, I mean, the, the races, you take out all the races or the possibility of internationals. Um, pressure goes away. So obviously we had nothing to train for this summer. So you had to go back to what is the reason for keeping running. Mm-hmm. Um, I know initially in the lockdown, I struggled with that. It probably took a few weeks of doing pretty much nothing. Um, and then once you come around to the idea, like I think most of us that are running um, and then the races and all don't matter. The, like obviously everyone's told results don't matter. But once you're faced with there is nothing on the horizon. Um, it really changed my perspective anyway. Like, I'm really just enjoying running at the minute. Yeah. Um, kind of fit. I thought about that before because any time I had, like, a bad patch of training, I'd be like, oh, I just want to leave it all and just walk away. And anyone that's ever done that, I've always been like, how do you just drop it and leave? Because any time I tried to do it, like, a week later, I just meet one of the lads and go for a jog. And you you finally have to accept, like, you just, you love it for what it is. And if you could never race again, you're probably still going to go out and go for a run. Absolutely, yeah. You you could never just throw the runners into the shed and never pick them up again. Yeah, a lot of those, you see what you're saying about those bad patches and stuff? Yeah. Um, where you're like, fuck this, or don't know if I can, can I say fuck this? Yeah. Yeah. If you're just thinking like, fuck this, I'm done with it. Uh, like you had your bad race or whatever. If you step back and think, it's usually just a mismatch between what you're, where you're actually at and where your ego wants you to be at, isn't it? Well, happiness essentially is expectations versus reality. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you, if your expectations are too high and you don't reach it, you're going to be unhappy. And if your expectations mm-hmm. are... Or if you meet your expectations or exceed them, you're going to be super happy. That's why running is very relative. People, if you ran 15 minutes, you'd be like, that's shite. If I ran 15 minutes, I'd be like, I'm over the moon, you know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting there, especially after we had that 3K time trial on Wednesday. Um, I had a horrible run. What, what I would have classified as a horrible, horrible run, say, before lucky, I think, was the end time for... Uh, the 3k and then i did a special eight 400s after it kind of 65 to 70 and it was only kind of yesterday when i was writing it onto the into the training diary or whatever i looked at it as a session rather than a race and i was like wow that's actually that's good moving and um, yeah. if you take it as, as a part of the whole week and um, moving forward um yeah it wasn't actually bad and I didn't really care about the the time trial result or anything then. And it's kind of, it's a nice feeling, not caring that much. Yeah, it's probably a big problem in young athletes, especially who's been self-conscious. And I, I know I used to be tied up in all that as well. Yeah, Instagram um, and all that. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just comparing yourself to other people all the time. Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, at the end of the day, nobody cares. And if they do care, then they're not worth your time. Yeah. Well, anyone who cares about your results generally wants you to do well. Yeah. Like none of us are are at a level where, say, you have a bad race. It's not going to help anyone else out in any form. Uh, like nobody's going to want that, if you get me. Um, the only people who look at your results want to see you do well, I think. Yeah. It's a nice thing to remember, I think, for anyone in running. Like, there's none of this massively competitive stuff that's going on outside of races which is really nice yeah I think athletics in Ireland needs definitely more social outlets do you think in what way just like like I was reading a thing about Highgate because I'm trying to obviously emulate it in some way but he was saying like I'll get the quote that I screenshotted it because you know the way people like in athletics look they like give out about alcohol and beer and stuff mm. but like we're not fucking machines like you have to have if you want to keep people in sport you have to make it fun in some way yeah it like, needs to be a good balance yeah. There's, a, there's a time for working hard and there's a time for having fun too. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Your, your man, the organiser of the Highgate 10K said, our sport is about more than just PBs and numbers. There's a social side to it, which I think is a huge part of why people run, Pachi says. 
from the beginning, he was consciously trying to incorporate that aspect in a way that would appeal both to the hardcore track fans as well as those with little to no knowledge of the sport. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think people in Ireland haven't a clue about athletics. Do you think? Yeah. And it's because, like, it's so boring or it's not... They don't, they don't try and make it entertaining in any way. No, yeah, true. But people seem to genuinely have a love for it at the same time. Well, they love um, they love the local park runs. They love the ten k's and the five k's. But like at a serious yes. level, they couldn't name like Kieran McGee and Mark English. Yeah, uh, I suppose I don't know who that's up to. to change is it the athlete or or the? I think it could be the athlete. Liam, it's part of the athlete because not having their they need to have like a bigger social media presence and stuff. Yeah, like look at Tom Barr. I think yeah. if you were to say the name Tom Barr to most people in the country, they'd know him. Same with the O'Donovan lads in the Rowan. It's just a, a case of uh, showcasing the personalities, maybe. But then, is is like in distance running, is, is that kind of looked down on? Um, yeah, I think the people who they put themselves out there tend to be, I don't know, I'd probably call them spoofers. Like, yeah, because like Scullion uh, and Leonard like do it. I personally like O Leonard. I, I know there's some people be thinking he's a bit... Yeah, some people give, give him a lot of shit, like. Yeah, well, I like there. what he's doing now, in fairness. I don't follow Scullion too much now, but I've seen O'Linard a good bit on Twitter and Instagram. I'm actually enjoying that. Um, it's just, it's the tendency for most of the athletes, maybe distance running especially, is to be moaning. No one we, wants to hear a moaner. But as we talked about the personality test, like to be a distance runner, you need to be more introverted because you have to spend all that time alone. Um, or else find the group. Like I find myself just being around the group it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and there'd be a few lads in our, our training group like that. So if you were going to do a lot of the training on your own, yeah, probably you'd want to be a little more introverted. Um, but I suppose it's, that's like anything, isn't it? Um, if you're doing anything on your own, you'd probably want to be a little more introverted. Yeah. So any any interest outside running? Outside of running? Um, what have I been doing? I've been living simple enough to be honest, there's not a huge amount of outside uh, interests. I've been uh, floating. I, I'm not. I'm not one of these like mad coffee connoisseurs like most of the distance running lads. Uh, come on, I suppose there's, like, there's there's a lot of coffee connoisseur spoofers now. Let's be real. Yeah, I suppose there is. Are you one of them? I'm Are a real co- I'm a, you know me, I'm a real coffee. Yeah, I do indeed. To say since hanging around with a lot of you lads, I've stopped drinking Nescafe. Yeah, I only right. drink the real deal now. Look, Gary, when I was going to Two Boys Brew and all them places and everyone was laughing at me and now look at them. Yeah, they're kicking off. I think uh, Timmy Crow's place, I was in there last week. And um, good? It's open up. Yeah, the, the coffees are unreal. Really yeah. enjoyed it. But then again, I could only tell if one if a coffee's bad, if you get me. I couldn't tell how good a good coffee is. I just think I've got like a minimum threshold where I go, oh yeah, this is nice. Then after that, I'm happy enough. Um, enough. Outside of running, though, um, I'm very much enjoying the deep hop buzz at the minute. Um, yeah. Well, I suppose my favorite, one of my favorite places to get clothes uh, before lockdown was a place called Gabriella in Fibsborough. Um, and it'd be just kind of a, they'd, it's, it's pretty much just a, an, an antique shop or like uh, secondhand clothes and stuff. Um, but... They had a really good, like, they always had loads of clothes in it. Sometimes the Vincent de Paul's and stuff, it's kind of hard to get uh, to get a good variety of lads stuff. But then obviously everything closed in lockdown. And uh, so we had to go to Depop to get all the cheap clothes. And uh, yeah, I am loving it. Yeah. Got a lovely Fred Perry jacket and all. If anyone sees my Instagram, it's probably all over it there. So you're loving the retro gear? Yeah, not even retro. It's just, it's... Uh, finding something you like that's really cheap there's such a buzz out of it um and it probably came about from there's a, probably a few people i i would have uh, been hanging around with last year in dublin or probably over the last two or three years that uh kind of like going thrift shopping and that stuff but uh at the time it was broke so if i wanted new clothes it was kind of that's where i was going and then you kind of you get the buzz off it after a while and uh yeah i'm gonna keep doing it definitely i'm loving it like hold on can you see my t-shirt i forgot my mat to get me this on holidays it says awesome. santorini on it what's what's the it's image 
Well, can you not see it? It's, it's a bit shiny, is it? It's like a gladiator. Looks like something out of like a PlayStation game. Yeah, anyway, I'm loving this stuff. So there was a there was a while there when people were going on holidays, I get them to bring me back like a t-shirt with the, with the name of the country or something on it. So I've got a Vietnam one. I've got a Prague one. I've got this Santorini one. I think I've one or two more and I'm loving them. They're the best things ever. So uh, I suppose the clothes stuff would probably be the most. We're spending too much on like runners and stuff at the minute. Runners to run in or runners to, to wear? Both. Yeah, both. Big fan of like an Air Max 97 or an Air Max 1. Um, and then I got a lovely pair of... Asics, uh, Asics, and GmbH. I don't know if you've seen them. I probably showed you a picture of a lovely cream pair. Very nice. And then I got a pair of Peg Thirty Sevens today. What are they like? Um, a lot more cushioned than the last ones. Maybe I must look up the offset. So I feel like there's not. Wasn't there twelve mil from heel to toe? Um, I think it could be less than twelve mil. Yeah, they're definitely. Joe, you know I I listened to a the there was a live Instagram uh, story with Joe Warren who uh, who I train with with DTC a lot of the time. I don't know if you saw it if you follow him. No, I didn't see it. So he he's done a lot of. Uh, He's been to his barefoot run and all that, isn't he? Yeah, so he's done a lot of research and stuff on it, and it was interesting what he was saying about building a total of like 10 to 15 minutes of barefoot a week. Um, then you can just wear your normal shoes as you do and still get a good benefit out of it in terms of like um, foot health and stuff. Mm. Um, and then I think he was, I think he was saying that one of his papers. Um, found that well i'm not sure if it was him or he read it that uh, there's improved running economy from taking off your shoes a little bit in the week and putting back on what you'd normally wear well you're preaching to the choir here because we do a lot of barefoot barefoot here at home oh yeah but, you um, said that before i think actually yeah oh like we do a lot of our training flannels particularly in the winter so like you're, you train there monday to friday and it's all barefoot that is mental yeah yeah but um yeah, it's mad. Like, you naturally just go up in your toes. You naturally, like, run way better. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. He, his way of um, doing it, I think he was. he's a big advocate of slow introduction. And then even something like you do a track session for, like, two or three minutes, maybe build up to five minutes afterwards. Just jog around your bare feet. And yeah. if you do that two or three times a week like you're laughing it's just it's, it's not even like a slow obviously ease into it but like as long as you're rolling out your foot and making sure you're not getting plantar fasciitis and um stretching your calves then you're grand really mm. it depends yeah, it, it depends how hard the ground is like because in the winter we could run barefoot all all day long but now in the summer the ground is so hard like your calves just tighten up can't handle it is it all on it's all on grass obviously then what you're doing isn't it yeah, it's in Flannans, like that would be that, that's our school, so it's a one mile loop of grass. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great place to train. There's no glass rent in there, no. Touch wood, I haven't stepped on a piece of glass yet, anyway. Thank God, yeah. That'd be the that'd be the fear, I think, for most people. Have you any? Uh, have you any weird food stuff? Do you know the way? That's another topic. You've got the barefoot people go mad for like eating strange foods if they're runners. Um, all these mad gym exercises probably another one all these well the last the last year I've just been doing yoga loads of yoga you love that as well don't you so like I swear came, by it so I came back from Canada and then I, I lived like a month for four months for the for the novice and then yeah. I, I didn't do any gym work at all I just did all yoga and it's mainly stretching is it or holding stretching it's kind of mobility and stretching yeah but I didn't pick up a niggle for the four months yeah it's interesting how were you training sorry yeah were you training any harder than usual or just what yeah, I, was doing, I was doing way more miles than I'd ever done. I was doing consistently 70 miles a week. Interesting, yeah, yeah. But then um, yeah. pairing that then with like resistance bands. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as you're firing up your glutes, I think, and you're pretty mobile. I think your hips, as long as you have loose hips and strengthen your hips, mm. I think you can avoid yeah. a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah. I'd find the biggest thing for avoiding injuries with myself is uh, a little more listening to your body in general. Yeah. Um, anytime I've kind of neglected listening to my body, I've, something's gone wrong. Um, there, I remember I read a good book by a guy, I think it's Matt Fitzgerald. I don't know if you heard of him. No. So he has a book about basically training yourself by uh, 
by listening to your body or what is it? I don't know. It's the biofeedback or something. Mm. Anyway, um, but yeah, like, you know, when you're tired, you know, when you're hungry, you know, when you should start eating better foods, kind of maybe the yoga comes into it for you, but I don't, I haven't got experience with it. Yeah, so I don't prob- know if I ever need you're it. You're probably more attuned to what's going on. Mm. But then yeah, as well, yeah. like it was the first time I was really kind of just doing my own thing. Like I didn't have like a formal training plan. So like, Form, I, so if you were tired, you, you might go easier on a day or something. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was a slave to the plan. Like, Oh, I don't feel great, but I, this 10 mile is, ten, is pencil in. So I have to do it. And if I don't do it, then you know, I might upset the coach or yeah. whatever. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think that you, like, as you said, like, you know, when you're, if you're in a session and you're, you can be tired, but you know you're tired, but then you can just be fucked. And that's when you have to like pull the plug. But that's, yeah, a, fine, that's a fine line to balance either because you can be, just be too soft or you can be being smart about it. Yeah, especially the, I think people say, like call themselves or people they train with soft a bit too easy. Yeah. Um, I'd find that myself sometimes, like there, there'd be lads in the group, probably, I'd be probably, one, I would be one of them now that I'd be like, some days in sessions after like say you were doing a session of um you'd do a 30 minute tempo you'd be 10 or 15 minutes in you might be like i shouldn't be doing 30 minutes today like like your body just kind of knows because you're trying to build over the course of a year or two years cutting your tempo back by 10 minutes isn't any harm um i think phalem's good for that with us you actually listen in the last way but i know there is a lot of uh, athletes and coaches about in the country that don't listen to their bodies enough yeah like there's a, there's a time to suffer and then there's a time to be like hold on i need to stop this so i can be okay for the next four weeks and not be flogged absolutely yeah yeah if you haven't got a race in the next month or two say probably in the next month it, I don't think stopping a session early is ever going to uh, take anything away from that race in two or three months' time. Um, if anything, you'll probably be a little more fresh. You'll be able to build better. Oh, like the aim of the game is consistency. So whatever you have mm. to do to keep it consistent. Um, you listen to any music these days? At the minute, um, a lot of probably... What are we listening to the most? Let's see what's on the Spotify. Do you mind if I just look at me Spotify here at the minute? I've started listening to all the chilled um, Aphex Twin stuff. It'd probably be the most recent edition. There's no, he was born in Limerick. No, I didn't know that. No, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's an interesting dude because the, there was, I remember I came across him once on YouTube maybe a couple of years ago. How did I come across him? Oh, Frank Ocean had a t-shirt on him. Right, so obviously I'm Frank Ocean obsessed a little bit. So uh, that I saw he was wearing an Aphex Twin T-shirt, and I looked up this song, and I think it was called Average, probably Come Average to Daddy 13, or something. I don't know if you've seen. No, it was Come to Daddy or something. So it's pretty much like uh, I don't know even how I describe it. It's very heavy. I was like, right, well, that's not for me. So I kind of left it. But then uh, there was uh, there's this one number three. It's called um, on. One of the albums, maybe, I, I can't remember. It was like 1991, 92 or something, number three. Um, and that was played in the background of a tribute to a, a graffiti artist from Drop. He sent you the video. Do you remember I think, the one? I, th- I think it did, yeah. I know, I know the tune you're on about. Yeah, so then I listened to that. I really then after. And then I got more into all that chilled, chilled, uh, Aphex Twin and I'm kind of listening to all that When is Frank Ocean's new album coming out? Oh man God I thought it was this year like I followed that blonded blog and all and uh, you get all the conspiracy theories of like um, there were I think it was do you know the new song In My Room that probably came out earlier this year there was like a load of pictures on the cover of that maybe 12 pictures and He's like sitting in a chair in it and uh, the outline of him is one of the pictures. So people were like thinking that that's one song off this new album that's coming out. But nah, I don't see anything coming. I think Gus Dapperton's definitely has stuff coming out now in September. That's a definite release. You're a big Gus fan. Love him. Yeah, yeah. Went to see him last year. You saw him live, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Big, big fan. I would love to go to a Blind Boy live podcast. I was really enjoying all the Blind Boy stuff there for a while. 
Yeah, I was there in a glower and Ennis before this kicked off. Brilliant. Who was that? That was that the Inaher fella or the Eddie Lennon, yeah, the storyteller. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I loved that episode, man. I think I was, I, was le- I was leaving Glower that night and I just got a notification on my phone. Um, oh, first case of Corona um, uh, detected in Ireland. I was like, oh, here we go now. And I'm pretty sure it was the primary school that Brian Fay went to. It was a parent of one of them kids or something. Yeah, and then a week later I found out there was an active case in the crowd at that Blind Boy podcast. No way. Yeah. How did you find that out? Um, it, they just said it, that there was an active case in Glower um, that night. That's mad. Oh, cause, yeah, because yeah. obviously anyone that was surrounding that person got an email saying you have to self-isolate. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we've enough. To, I'd say we've enough done there. I can stop the recording. Yeah, I'd say you've loads. Yeah. So I'll just say, um, we'll, so we we'll finish things off with um, Lost from Frank Ocean, just to finish um, the interview. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy days.